and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World, which have recently returned from Money 2020 USA in Las Vegas. Our very own Doug O'Gordon was on the exhibition floor last week, speaking to the leaders in biometrics, identity verification, and authentication in the fintech space. And that's why on this special episode of ID Talk, he interviews Ricardo Amper, CEO of Incode. Amper starts off highlighting some legacy challenges for human identity that reach all the way back to ancient Egypt, before highlighting how ENCODE's digital identity technologies can address our modern ID issues. He goes on to divulge the history of ENCODE solutions and how its approach to identity helped it stand apart from the competition we've seen rise out of the recent IDV boom. Amber discusses the integral role of digital identity in finance, healthcare, and national elections, and he concludes with a look to the future of our industry, asserting it will be paperless, automated, and privacy first. For a short interview, this episode has a ton of fascinating and philosophical identity topics, so let's jump right in. Here is Fine Biometrics' Doug O'Gordon in conversation with Encode CEO Ricardo Amper, Recorded live at Money 2020. Hi, Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World listeners. Doug O'Gordon here. I'm at Money 2020 2022 with Ricardo Amper from Encode. Hi, Ricardo. How are you? Thank you for inviting me. I'm good. And we've already had a really good conversation. And now we're into the audio portion of our conversation. Um, tell me how your show's going and what are you showcasing at uh, Money 2020, Ricardo? Yeah, the show is going great so far. Um, I think it's a great spotlight to showcase some of the solutions that we're bringing. If you think about identity, there's so many things that are wrong. Uh, think about your your house, your money is based essentially on a piece of paper or a number that you know. It's scary. Which is really scary. Yeah. Uh, that piece of paper was invented by the Egyptians. And so imagine we're still using that technology. And where a lot of people still verify with humans, have a lot of bias, you don't answer quickly, there's privacy concerns, where you cannot repeat or reuse your identity. Every time you go to a new bank, FinTech, you have to repeat that. Or where you have to give so much information just to prove that you're you. You're going to buy a bottle of beer and you have to uh, essentially tell them you're an organ donor. And mm-hmm. so that's not right. And so one of the things that we're bringing to the show is we're bringing uh, the new version of our platform that we launched in 2019, where we're bringing a lot of these identity features that allow you to build custom flows, connect these different signals, but in ways that are completely privacy-centric. So that the next time, as a customer, that a user goes and does an onboarding, next time they don't have to do it. They just have to do a very easy uh, authentication experience. So there's a number of things we're launching, but essentially we're revolutionizing the identity industry and uh, and essentially changing all these things that should have changed years ago. Yeah, and there's a lot of people on the show floor that need to talk to you. Let's put it that way. Yes. Um, all right. In, in 2021, we saw over three billion of venture capital injected into the IDV space and remote onboarding space. Um, as the sector exploded with activity from longtime market leaders and promising challengers, um, what have you done to stand apart from the other IDV verification companies and 
how are you evolving? Yeah, we started the company in a very different way. Uh, years ago, before we were doing identity verification, we were uh, doing photo sharing with facial recognition, where we launched our own engine. We were doing that directly on the phone where no one was doing that. Actually, Apple took us in erosion when they launched their AI platform. And in 2018, we came into the industry and, and we were very different. We said, we're not gonna use humans in the loop. Uh, they're not great at bias, they're not great at speed, not great at privacy. We said, we're not gonna use the same components that everybody uses, we're gonna build our own so we can keep on top of the frosters and we can keep innovating. And we're gonna build a platform that consolidates multiple identity signals. So from when we started, it was really, really different from everybody else. And now we're taking this step further and we're building a decentralized verification network. So essentially, uh, we wanna move beyond your physical ID or your social security number, where we're connecting these individual silos of information. They, they can't share information, I don't want them to share, but they're becoming verificational. So if we wanna know that you're you, we won't only rely on that piece of paper, but we're gonna ask governments, we're gonna ask uh, companies to see if they know you in a way, of course, with your consent, so that we can take the accuracy of this industry, uh, you know, orders of magnitude uh, higher. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, remote onboarding and ID verification technology has become integral in digital banking, and we're seeing legacy banks embrace this technology. What other financial use cases are you seeing traction in, and what other vertical markets like healthcare or government are you uh, getting into? Yeah, the whole world needs this technology, particularly after COVID. Um, what happened was not just uh, the industry grew tremendously and there's a lot of tailwinds, but more importantly, this idea that humans uh, in a physical location were kind of the de, the, the de facto standard for security. Of course, because of COVID, that, that changed. And so right now, I think every part of the uh, financial industry needs our product. And in a way, we're trying to kill onboarding. Why do you need to do an onboarding over and over when you can have a very simple authentication experiences that with consent and privacy reuses your identity? So that's number one. Number two, from a uh, industry perspective, healthcare is, is, is a tremendous opportunity. People care about security, privacy, the user experience is terrible. So imagine an experience where you take less than a minute to authenticate, uh, give consent for them to charge your insurance and then be able to transfer your information in less than a minute. That's really interesting. Or how do you avoid uh, medical practitioners to actually uh, you know, not practice, right? How do you make sure that they don't do a mistake when they're trying to administer a medicine? So our technology is key for that. Um, another one that's really important is uh, government. So we believe that on democracy, you know, uh, we have to use of this type of technologies because they're auditable, they're inclusive because they doesn't depend on a person going to a special place, and it's just much more. I say it levels solid. it levels the playing field a little bit. Everybody has uh, a, an identity then. Everybody has an identity. Most people have a phone, and it doesn't depend on a piece of paper like the ballots. So soon we're gonna be announcing some of the participation of INCODE into some of the national elections so that we become part of this democratic process. And I think it's it's one of the most important uses of our technology. Actually, in other countries like in Mexico, the House of Representatives vote 
for the law initiatives to change the constitution, whatever it is, with our technology. So we verify its representative and then we sign their vote. So I think that's an incredible use case that we're going forward. Transparency is sort of the word, I guess. You know? Yeah, I would say privacy, transparency, and accessibility. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, last question. We're, we're launching our 20th annual review. Um, it's our 20th anniversary of it. And uh, it's a major milestone. We're, we're really uh, uh, going in a different direction where we're actually looking at the future of biometrics, not what happened, but what's going to happen. We've partnered with Acuity Market Intelligence to forecast a lot of these, and we're diving into verticals. Um, so my question to you is, I pull out the crystal ball, it's fourth quarter. What do you think, uh, I, um, what do you think uh, money 2020 will look like a year from now? Well, uh, first of all, congratulations uh, for, for Thank being you. 20 years. Uh, there's some, a lot of things. So I said paper is, is going out. It's all about digital, whether it's digital voting or, or digital identity. Humans are out, too many bias, too much discrimination. The third thing that's going out is, is giving information. We, we love privacy, privacy is our North Star. So building a network that can help us collaborate with other companies to understand fraud, but in a way that we don't get information, we just help them verify that's something that's changing. And I would say that our industry was very focused on the financial services part the whole industry, right? Whether that was crypto, also on the gaming side, on gaming. And I think it's a year that uh, major other markets are, are having. We just talked about government, we talked about healthcare, we talked about kind of UI, uh, user experience industries, like for example, travel, using this massively. That's something that's changing as, as well. And, and going kind of in the digital world, the metaverse, right? How do you maintain certain parts of your identity like uh, whether you're over 21, whether you're safe to interact with kids, but in a way that you can be someone else or multiple other identities. So I think um, in a year we'll see uh, that money 2020 is gonna be less about the money and more about well, like the that. impact uh, sure. that this technology has as well. More verticals. Many, much, many more verticals. Yeah, I agree. Well, hey, Ricardo, thanks for your time. And uh, what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you or in code, uh, should they want to reach out to you? Yeah, yeah, please reach out to me. My email is amper at encode.com, and, and you guys can go to encode.com or some of our uh, social media network. And, and happy to get the feedback. We've grown thanks to feedback from customers and users, and, and thanks so much for the interview. Yeah, thank you. Have a great show. And so concludes our interview with Ricardo Amper, CEO of Encode. To learn more about the topics discussed in this episode, visit encode.com or click the links in the show notes. And for more financial ID tech news and interviews, stay posted to Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World. I want to thank Ricardo for participating in this episode, and thank you to Doug O'Gordon for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.